being kind to yourself is the best way to help achieve your goals. Do you think you need to channel your inner drill sergeant in order to get your homework done or eat your vegetables? If so, think again, it may be more effective to be kind to yourself. Research shows that practicing self-compassion promotes improvements and achievement. It also helps us live healthier, happier lives. Self-compassion is the practice of being kind and supportive to ourselves, rather than mean and self-critical. In recent years, numerous studies have shown that self-compassion bolsters mental and emotional health. Newer research is also finding that it plays a key role in physical health, too. Don't be too critical of yourself. According to self-compassion researcher Kristen Neff, author of Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself, there are three elements to self-compassion. The first is mindfulness, which is being aware of thoughts, feelings, and experiences. When you practice mindfulness, you experience your thoughts and feelings without judging or obsessing about them. The second is a sense of common humanity, which means recognizing that we are all imperfect and have personal struggles. The third is self-kindness, which is showing ourselves care and understanding when we come face to face with our mistakes and all too human imperfections. The opposite of self-compassion is emotional reactivity, isolation, and self-judgment, and can also take the form of unhealthy perfectionism. These emotional responses have been linked to depression, stress, and reduced quality of life. A 2017 study published in Health Psychology Open found positive outcomes for people who practice self-compassion. These people tend to handle stress better. Their bodies have less of a stress response when they get into an argument with a loved one or experience a setback at work or school, for example. Chronic stress directly harms health, which is one reason why stress management is an important element in a healthy lifestyle. Constant stress triggers physical responses that include spikes in blood pressure and blood sugar. When we cope well with stress, we're also less likely to reach for unhealthy short-term coping mechanisms. Unhealthy habits like smoking and heavy drinking are often related to feeling stressed out. Constant stress also weakens the immune system. This is the body's self-defense mechanism, which fights off sickness and disease. Self-compassion often gets painted as selfish, lazy, or indulgent, but the truth is quite the opposite. People who are caregivers often find it difficult to be as compassionate with themselves as they are toward others. To fully give to and support others, though, we need to give to and support ourselves. Making Sustainable Changes Are you a perfectionist? If so you may fear that if you are too gentle with yourself, you'll fail to perform up to your abilities. Research, though, shows self-compassion leads to making choices that support long-term success and well-being. The changes we make based on self-compassion are more sustainable than changes we make because we feel unacceptable the way we are. Self-compassion also allows us to evaluate areas for self-improvement more clearly and pursue changes without being weighed down by self-criticism. Let's say you do poorly on a geometry test. Self-compassion can help you use that experience to make changes going forward, like seeking out a math tutor. In contrast, self-criticism can paralyze you. 
It may leave you unable to make any adjustments as you fall further and further behind in class. Self-compassion might seem like it would be easy to practice because we all want to be happy. At the same time, though, we also want to avoid danger. In the face of true danger, we usually go into fight, flight, or freeze mode as a means to escape trouble. However, when the danger has less to do with an external threat than uncomfortable emotions that rise from our own mistakes or failures, our response can be self-criticism, self-isolation, and self-absorption. These responses can get in the way of doing the things that will make us happier and healthier in the long run. Self-compassion helps us view uncomfortable emotions as less of a threat. As a result, we can respond more appropriately and constructively. So how do we cultivate self-compassion? We can start with mindfulness. Unless we pay attention to what is going on around us and inside us, we may be unaware of the thoughts that play and replay in our heads. We can practice observing our thoughts, are they compassionate or critical? We can be curious and non-judgmental, harshly criticizing ourselves is counterproductive, only adding insult to injury. We can remind ourselves that to err is human and to forgive, divine. That includes forgiving ourselves. When you treat yourself as a good friend, you can be candid about what you want to change while remaining respectful, kind and loving to yourself. Finally, we can show kindness to ourselves in ways that nurture mind, body and spirit. We can take time to go for a walk, do some yoga or prepare a nutritious meal. We show respect and care for ourselves when we do activities that bring us joy. They might include reading a novel, playing a musical instrument or getting together with friends to kick around a soccer ball. Such enjoyable activities strengthen our connections with the people who mean the most to us and strengthen our self-esteem, too. With practice, we can learn to treat ourselves with kindness and unconditional love, not tough love. 